I respectfully disagree podcast. Uh, I don't know where this one's going to go, but this one is actually by request. So shout out to the people on Facebook tonight that suggested that I turn this into an episode. So definitely appreciate the love. For a minute there, <laughs> it felt like nah, I felt like wasn't nobody rocking with the podcast, man. So that kind of made me feel good. So that's why I'm I'm turning on the mic real quick, man. Uh, the time is currently eleven thirteen p.m. Wednesday, August the ninth, first day of school, and I must admit today was a complete SHIT show. Try not to cuss. Like I said, I don't know who's going to listen to this. People may have their kids with them or whatever. So try to keep it keep it clean for the most part. Um if you all are new to the to the podcast, new to the channel, please do me a favor, hit that uh thumbs up, like, share, subscribe, most importantly, subscribe as I am on the road to 500 subscribers, currently at 416, I think. So up six subscribers since I last uh, did an episode. So, again, I appreciate the the love and support. So, like I said, man, y'all y'all be sure to subscribe to the channel, man. Go check out some of these episodes. But um, it's a few things I want to discuss from a personal standpoint. And today's conversation is going to be centered around JCPS. And for those that are not from the uh, Louisville area, uh, that's Jefferson County Public Schools. And, you know, COVID changed a lot. You know, we went to the NTI, you know what I'm saying? Like kids had to get accustomed to learning from home over Zoom. And even that, you know, presented its obstacles. But for the most part, teachers and the kids were able to adapt and they were able to overcome that. Um, there was some pros and cons to it in a sense. I feel like um, you still had a a group of kids that may not have, you know, been able to capitalize off of that learning environment. And, you know, they may have missed out on learning opportunities because they don't have that one-on-one connection with an actual person being there that may be able to explain things better than just sitting down staring at a screen. And I feel like if you look at some of the test scores and things across the country, you'll see some of those reflections. You know, quick sidebar, um, you know, LeBron James school. And I hate how he always comes up somehow. Some way LeBron always comes up. And I hate that because I don't want it to come off as like, you know, he's just a big old LeBron, this and that. But I was I was hurt by the fact that, you know, the news broke about some of the kids in his schools, you know, math scores and things like that. And people turned it into a big uh, circus in terms of trying to make a mockery of him. And I'm like, okay, cool. You may not like him as a basketball player, whatever, but 
if you got to stoop down to, you know, making fun of kids at the expense of him, then I feel like that's, that's the lowest of the low. And for those that really understood what that school was built for, then you would already understand that that school was intended for kids who were already struggling in the classroom. There's an amazing documentary on uh, YouTube that you can check out for those that didn't know that. But a lot of those uh, resources and things are for those kids that come from poverty stricken uh, areas, environments, um, kids that have, you know, learning disabilities and things like that. They were already performing at a, at a low level in school. So this is just, you know, uh, a building or a facility for them to get all the attention, all the focus. So shout out to all of those uh, teachers, anyone involved with that for trying to help those kids. And then for them to already know that once you get past those, those hurdles, then there's an opportunity to go to college waiting for you at the end. I would never frown upon that in any shape, form, or fashion. So to mock LeBron or make fun of the situation and try to turn that into a basketball thing, I feel like that's that's extremely low. But, again, that's neither here nor there. The whole point of me bringing that up was because when COVID hit, again, you introduce a whole nother learning environment to these kids that may, you know, it may not benefit them. You know, if you're already a student that is, you know, you you adjust and learn at a faster rate than others, then cool. You can sit down via Zoom or Skype and learn without no setbacks. But for a child that really needs hands-on or somebody to show him or her, then they're going to struggle. And like I said, it's going to show up in the test scores. Well, not only that, coming back into the building following COVID, for us here in Louisville, there were school bus issues, shortage on bus drivers and things like that. And, you know, we'll not, we're, we're not going to discuss some of the reasons why, but there was a shortage on bus drivers. So that in, in its own self led to kids arriving at school late, getting home late, and a lot of the parents and things were, you know, complaining about some of those circumstances. And that brings us to today's conversation. I hate that I, you know, danced around that, but JCPS decided that they were going to implement uh, new start times for schools across the city. And I'm, I have it pulled up here. So the earliest is going to be 740 to 220 that's going to include several elementary middle schools and high schools the next start time is 8 a.m to 240 that's a few elementary looks like one middle school one high school then you get 810 to 250 again elementary middle high then you get a whole nother start time of 840 to 320 again elementary middle school high school early childhood now you start getting into some muddy waters here 
9 a.m. to 3.40. It's a few elementary schools. Then you get a 9.10 to 3.50. Again, this is all elementary now. 9.30 to 4.10 p.m. Then you get 9.40 to 4.20. And then again, we have an early childhood that doesn't begin until 10.40 and doesn't close until 5.20. Now, when they introduced this, several people voiced their concerns with why they're even trying to implement some of these changes and, you know, the justification for that was they're trying to fix some of the school bus issues or whatnot. And everybody had their doubts. But again, people tried to be open minded. Like I said, my, my wife, she's a uh, JCPS employee, have several friends, you know, that are involved in the school system for JCPS. And not only that, I volunteer to coach basketball. So. Even myself, I'm like, man, you know, the school that I help at, they don't get out until 420. And I'm like, shoot, that's going to impact basketball. Because normally we practice from 4 to 6 or 4 to 530. And if school's getting out at 420, by the time you clear the building, kids getting dressed, like, man, you're talking about starting at 5 o'clock possibly. And, you know, this is fall, winter time. So once the time changes, man, you're talking about kids not leaving school until 6.30, 7 o'clock and things like that. So in the back of my mind, I kind of had my doubts. But, you know, most people was like, dang, you know, this interferes with my work time. So they made an announcement that, you know, they reached out to the mayor and was like, you know, asking employers to be flexible with employees once they implement this start time. So as you all just heard, I just listed nine different start times from elementary through high school. And (laughs) when I tell you today, the first day of school was a complete circus. Like that's an understatement. And the reason why I'm doing this tonight is because children did not get off the school bus until 10 p.m. Now, originally, I made a post via social media earlier where, you know, parents were complaining. You know, I have an elementary school not too far from the house, so I can look out my back door and see all the traffic this morning. And, you know, it's expected. It's the first day of school. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the first day. Like, it's going to be traffic. You know, kids want to, uh, parents want to walk their kids to the classroom, things like that. You know, taking school pictures, blah, blah, blah along with work traffic. So it was expected. So I'm looking on my social media and there's so many parents just complaining, complaining. And I made the post and I was like, look, y'all are not the only ones. Like everybody's going through it right now. Like stop the complaint. Like it's literally the first day. And <laughs> by four thirty, five o'clock, I started having a change of heart. So I'm going to hit the button on myself today. Like, I need it. I disagree. So I respectfully disagree with myself today because my wife messaged me and she was like, 
we're still waiting on buses and it's five o'clock. Now y'all heard me say, you know, the last school dismisses at four twenty. It's five o'clock. They're still waiting on buses. So I'm saying to myself, I was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of these kids, I was like, they gotta be exhausted. Like that's gotta be a messed up feeling. Then you deal with rush hour traffic. I was like, man, these kids ain't getting home till seven, eight o'clock. Worst case scenario. So waited, waited. You know, finally my kids came home. Um, for us, you know, we're fortunate to where our kids don't have to ride the bus. Uh, shout out to my family. Um, definitely appreciate everyone that uh, comes together to make sure all of our kids uh, get to and from school. Uh, when they say it takes a village, that is a true statement. Um, so shout out to my family. Like I said, we uh, have a little system in play where, you know, everybody does their part to pick the kids up, take them. If I got to do it, leave work, you know, at a decent time to get to them, then, you know, we, we make it happen. So my kids get home, and I go ahead and get them fed or whatnot, and – my wife at six thirty is like, <laughs> we waiting on one more bus, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, all right, this is a game changer. So, finally, you know, my wife gets home. It was a little after seven o'clock. Now, keep in mind, it's like she's been gone all day. I mean, we're talking about up six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning making sure the kids is, you know, where they need to be at getting dressed and things like that. I have to be at work and that's a 12 hour day. Soon as she comes in, of course we go through the kids, backpacks, paperwork, blah, blah, blah. So she don't even get a break. And we're sitting here and now I'm seeing all the posts on social media where parents have still, you know, they're still waiting on their kids to come home. And, that is highly unacceptable. And sure enough, we're sitting there, you know, my wife's still working on the computer after nine o'clock, like nonstop. The kids have showered, gotten to bed, and she gets a text alert saying that, you know, JCPS has announced that there are still kids on the school bus. And it's 10 o'clock at night. You know, we're watching the 10 o'clock news. They actually make the statement, hey, there are still kids on the bus. And sure enough, a few minutes later, they announced that all kids have been dropped off. But, bro, we're talking about 10 o'clock at night. So this right here is proof, in my opinion, that this idea does not work. Like, you got to go back to the drawing board, scratch it. Because 10 o'clock with children getting off the school bus is unacceptable especially when you're talking about elementary school kids and things like that. I've seen a few comments and posts where it's like, okay, well, if you're that concerned and you should have got in your car and found your kid and this and then it's like, to me, in my opinion, again, that's easier said than done. Some people don't have means of transportation. So you can't just hop in and say, Hey, let's go track down the bus, get my kid off the bus. It's not that simple for some people. And uh, shout out to Coach uh, Keith. He made a comment tonight. 
you know, uh, he said that he has the bus driver's backs. Hopefully they show up tomorrow. And then when I thought about it from that perspective, I was like, dang, like, I can't imagine what that feels like as a bus driver. It's like you out all day, all night, and then go home, get you a little bit of sleep, and then you got to wake up to be ready to do it all over again tomorrow, knowing that parent ain't no telling what these parents are saying to these bus drivers. And a lot of this stuff, it's out of their control. I said, I'm not going to disclose a lot of the, you know, stories and things that I've read and heard, you know, that transpired. I'm not here to sit here and bash JCPS because that's that's not fair. I get, I understand the motive, what it is that they were trying to accomplish. I've heard that they were trying to take models and things from other major cities and try to implement it into some of these decisions. And it's like, no, nah, like you're, you're dealing with a situation where you were already short on bus drivers and you're talking about blending all of this in with people who are already commuting to work. Like to me, that's, that's a recipe for disaster and they should have known that, or they should have thought about it. And this is where, in my opinion, you have people that make decisions and some of those decisions don't necessarily impact them directly. So it's like, you don't understand the, the magnifications. No, the ramifications. That's the word I'm trying to use magnifications. Oh Lord. Um, you don't understand the ramifications of what these decisions are doing to the general public. And a lot of this impacts the working class citizens. So it's like, if you are on a schedule to where, like, you know what, I'll use myself. I get up at 6 o'clock in order for me to get off at 3.30 each day. And I say 3.30 because last year my kids get out of school at exactly 3.30. So that gave me plenty of time to try to get off work, shoot across town, be in the car rider line so I can pick them up at 3.30 and then shoot straight over to practice by 4 o'clock. It was convenient for me. My wife would take them to school because school started at 8.30. She's able to drop them off and then go to where she teaches. It worked out perfect for us. Well, now school for them doesn't start until 9.30. 940. Well, guess what? <laughs> I got to be at work at six o'clock. She's got to be at work usually by no later than nine. She's trying to work out some kinks and things. And we're still trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be in the best interest for us and making sure they get to school on time. But it's like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we've, we figured out, you know, different options on how to maneuver or whatever, but it's like for some people, they don't have that option. You don't have that window to where you can be flexible and go pick your kids up or drop them off. If you got a regular, you know what I'm saying, 7 to 3, 3 to 11, like you can't say, hey, excuse me, I got to go drop my kid off at school or I got to go pick my kid up. That's not an option for everybody. So for them to make that decision 
and come up with this idea is like, I feel like you didn't take the working class people in consideration. Not only that, you didn't take in consideration time change. Like pretty soon time is going to change. It's going to start getting dark five o'clock, five thirty. And if kids are just now leaving the building, then you got kids on these school buses at all times of the night, pulling up at bus stops, dropping them off, asking kids to walk home or wherever they got to go to in the dark, in the winter time. Like that's just to me, again, this is just my opinion and I'm not going to keep rambling, but it's like that to me is just foolish. Like, who would even sit down and think about that? If we're talking about middle school, high school kids, that's a little bit different. But if elementary school kids is is still in the building at five o'clock, six o'clock in the winter, like that's crazy. Not to mention, like I said earlier, you now you start talking about recreational activities, basketball, things like that. Now you're pushing practices back. You know, most middle schools, you know, their games are directly after school. So if schools are not getting out till 4, 4.30, if kids haven't been dismissed yet, you dang sure can't bring in a basketball team from another school and be ready to have a game because you haven't cleared the building. Or not only that, you got a middle school that may get out at 3.40. It's getting ready to play against a school that don't get out until 4.20. How are you going to do that? So it's like it's it's too many unknowns for them to roll out this decision the way that they done. I feel like, in my opinion, they should have done maybe a trial run, waited until, like, you know, right before Christmas break or something like that, and say, you know what, we're sending out a, uh, a notification to the parents uh, for this week. We're going to try this new time, see how it is gauge it and then starting spring we'll see if we can slowly start implementing it and adjust accordingly but to just boom throw this in here change all the bus routes man you got kids getting on two or three different buses trying to commute back and forth and it's like come on now you can't ask a five or six year old to know what bus they're going to get on change over know that bus memorize it so that on the way home, you get on that bus to be able to switch again. Like, come on, man. you It's its too much. It's too much. And like I said, I just wanted to get on here and give my thoughts on it. Because I feel like today was just get rid of it. <laughs> I know uh, it's expected to have, you know, some setbacks or whatever when you're trying something new. But. Children getting off the school bus at 10 o'clock at night, that's that's highly unacceptable. And I'm pretty sure tomorrow it's going to be a lot of disgruntled parents. Um, and the fact that the superintendent declined to make a statement tonight speaks volumes. Like, you were part of the decision-making. You were involved in part of the decision-making processes so when it doesn't work the first day, you got to be prepared. Like once them school buses was showing up late this afternoon and them kids was getting on school buses at six o'clock, seven o'clock, you should have been preparing a statement then. It shouldn't have required 
kids getting off the bus at 10 o'clock. And I'm looking dead in the camera when I say this. Shouldn't require kids getting off the bus at 10 o'clock for you to feel like now I have to say something. And you wasn't prepared for it, which again shows me that something's got to give. Something's got to give. And I've seen several posts where it's like there's board meetings coming up. So people need to come out and express their concerns and things like that. And maybe something can be done about it. But I I can't see this staying like this. Not after what happened tonight. And again, I got a lot of friends on social media that have shared, you know, a lot of their perspectives and experiences today with having to go pick their kids up in person because if they would have been waiting on the bus, some of their kids might have been on that 9 and 10 o'clock drop-off. And um, that's very unfortunate. And now you're talking about having to get your kids straight in the house, get them bathed, get dinner prepared, and then turn around and put them right in the bed so they can turn around and do it again. It's like, man, these kids don't even have the opportunity to be a kid. (laughs) I know for us, it's like, man, we get out of school. Hey, can I go outside and play? Can I whatever? Come in, get you some supper, take a shower, go to bed. But, man, these kids is coming straight off the bus, and it's dark. Go straight to the shower, get you something to eat. Good night. And as adults, you don't even have time to sit down and ask your kids, how was your first day? Did you like school? Did you meet any new friends and things like that? It's like, come on, man. Y'all got to do better. Y'all got to do better. But enough rambling. Like I said, uh, this was by request. People wanted to hear my thoughts, and I definitely appreciate that. Like I said, I was kind of in a dark space in terms of the podcast, been trying to figure out some new methods and things to try to help grow it. So, you know, for people to reach out and say they would like to hear my thoughts on it, man, I I really do appreciate that. And I got some uh, conversations in store. Different people hit me up, said they want to join the podcast. So, We're going to make it work. So um, y'all hit that like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Y'all let me know in the comments section what were some of your experiences today, first day of school. Um, I always love seeing the kids' pictures and things like that. So it started out good this morning. Everybody looked nice. All the kids looked good going to school, man, but – I'm sure it was a lot of tired babies when they walked in that door. And it's like, you know, I did see one post where this lady said that her child was scared. You know, they got dropped off nowhere near where they were supposed to be dropped off at and had to walk. And it's like, come on, man. Nah. Can't leave these babies out here to fend for themselves and having to make decisions and things like that in today's climate. It's a lot of scary people out there. You you never know. And I hate to put that fear out there, and I hate to even end on that note with such a negative thought, but it's still a reality. Like, you're dropping these kids off in the middle of the night. Anything can happen. So, in my opinion, JCPS got to scratch this idea. Pretty sure they ain't going to be able to do it right away, but... Y'all going to have to fix that. So, like I said, man, y'all let me know in the comment section, man, what's y'all thoughts. Share some of your uh, first day experiences, whether or not you uh, had to deal with the bus situations. If your kids got dropped off on time, 
then share those experiences as well. Let people know that there is some kind of positive to it. Give give it time to kind of find that that flow and get get into a rhythm of things. And like I said, it could have been just a situation where the bus drivers are new. They're trying to learn the routes. Who knows? Hopefully they offer all these parents a reasonable explanation. But I know tomorrow's going to be right back at it again. Pretty sure <laughs> it may be some kids that don't even come to school tomorrow, man. Who knows? But anyways, man, y'all hit the subscribe button for your boy, please. And we are out. Toasted, no competition. Amisha posting. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha posting. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. Amisha posting. Giddy, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.